Hello, and welcome to The Real Superhero Project. My name is Brandon Nichols. I am one of your hosts. My other host is the man named Zol Lopez. Zol, how are you doing, sir? I am doing fantastic. Not fantastic times four, but uh, fantastic enough by myself. Well, you know, I understand that completely. Um, before we get going too far, uh, I want to talk a little bit about who we are. Um, Zol, I'll let you introduce yourself first. All right. Well, uh, hi, my name is Zol Lopez. I am 33. I am newly single. I have two kids. I love long walks. Oh, wait, sorry. Not that sort of introduction. <laughs> uh, no, no, actually, um, I do have two kids, actually three uh, to a stepdaughter. I'm a um, former military brat, so been traveling around the U.S. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a nerd. You know, I am a nerd. I, I've actually uh, been dabbling a little bit onto the dating scene a little bit and um uh, i tell them i'm a nerd and they think it's all funny and cute and then i show them my collection and then suddenly we're on match so <laughs> hey it's whatever uh it, it is who i am uh, this is me but um i i grew up a nerd you know i, I grew up in that age where if you were a nes if you owned an nes like you didn't tell people like it was a secret so, mm. oh you don't want to be you don't want to be judged uh, oh, that's a nerd over there. He plays video games. And so now those same people, they're like, hey, here's my PS4 user screen name. I'm like, yeah, I remember whenever I got bullied on the on the deal there. So um, but uh, I got into I'd say my first foray into, oh, gosh, my nerdum had to be at a young age. Uh, my dad, because we lived in Alaska, being closer to Japan in that area, um, got caught wind of something called the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And so got yes. me into the figures early on. And um, the, I, I guess he, he claims that I was one of the first ones to own a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle on base. I don't know if that's true or not, but I'll let him tell that story. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then Transformers and probably as far as the modern day superheroes go, I really, really got into the DC uh, Batman animated series the after school cartoon show with Tim Conroy and now Mark Hamill as the voices on there and, and the X-Men shows. And then from there just uh, grew into uh, embracing that nerdum side. And actually I remember whenever Spider-Man came out back in 2002, what? 2001, 2001, excuse me, uh, 2001, whenever that movie came out, I actually missed part of, my class getting tickets so I could go see it that night. So uh, I fully embrace it. I bring my, what's great about superhero and nerdum now is with my three girls, people ask, do you ever feel like you've missed out on having boys? And I say, no, because it is now fully embraced with, uh, with girls. And now it's no longer just a boy thing. It's, it's girls as well with that power movement with uh, Captain Marvel and, and Wonder Woman, especially with uh, Gail Godot doing a phenomenal job in bringing those characters to life and, and ushering in this new era to where it's not just a boys only thing. It truly is becoming more of a family friendly family event when these movies do come out. So I'm very excited uh, to, that you asked me to be a part of this because um, the, the, the whole mythology and symbolisms of superheroes, good versus evil and, and the stories that, that they do tell whether it's in the pages of a comic book or on the big screen TV, uh, they, they, they have definitely shaped my life in various ways. And so whenever you offered this opportunity to me, it was a no brainer. And so I'm, I'm very excited. Um, as you can tell, just very excited to be talking superhero films, the first of what will hopefully be many installments to, to come. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I I'm with you on the whole thing with the little girls and, and everything being all inclusive. It's one of the things that gets me excited. Um, so my name my name is Brandon Nichols. I'm 32. I am I am married. So I I all my long walks on the beach are with my wife. So sorry. Um, I have two two boys. One six. One newly 12. Um, and that is beyond stressful because he's a preteen now and he's been a preteen for a little while, but it's it's gotten worse. Um, I. Uh, you know, my my foray into geekdom really started at a young age. Um, I had actually never heard of comic books before or anything like that because I was I was always the outs, outside kid that was always on a bicycle. I grew up in Southern California. I was on the beach all the time. I was doing stuff. 
I want to say I was like six or seven and my half brother had this brought home some picture of some friend from school drew spider-man and i was like what is that and he's like oh that's spider-man you know what spider-man is and i'm like no no i don't know who spider-man is i you know you've only lived with us for a little while i haven't known you that long tell me about spider-man and he was like well so he explained the crux of what spider-man was and he would be brought home some comics for me to look at but they were just I honestly didn't even look at any of the words. I was just enthralled with the art aspect of it. I was like, these are some cool images that were portrayed. And I was just blown away. And it just, it, it was like, okay, well, I want to know more about this. But my, my brother actually didn't care enough to even go over it with me. So it kind of just blew aside, but it was like, I, he'd let me have that Spider-Man picture. And I always thought it was really cool. And then I came across, I said, I was 32 years old. I am not 32 years old. I am 35 years old. <laughs> I, See, and I'm supposed to be the single one lying over here. Oh man! Wow. Okay, I'm 35 years old because I was just sitting here in my eight, my thinking about the date because um, Batman. I used to watch. I you know that's kind of a lie. I knew what Batman was growing up because um, I'd watched a lot of the old Adam West 66 Batman with my father, and um, he, my dad loved Nick at Night. So anything that was ever on late at night, black and white. I watched a lot of it and I watched a lot of the 66 Batman. And I also remember watching a lot of the cartoons of not necessarily the super friend Superman, but the old school, just Superman cartoons. And I had watched it, but I guess I'd never associated it with the fact they were comic books or really what they were. Um, but it was that super, that I remember that one super uh, Spider-Man image that I just blew me away. And then Batman 89 came out and, um, right around the exact same time they started up with the animated series and it just it, like it was like you was like blew my mind i just loved it like the animated series was really cool i didn't see batman 89 in theaters um i think we had a vhs um a vhs a vcr and i think my my parents rented it and showed it to me and it was just the coolest thing in the world jack nicholson's joker really enthralled me that was like one of the first times i ever got into who the joker was and um, I, I had I had the Batman cereal, the Batman 89 cereal. I had the bed sheets. Um, it was like I had it for, for I got all the stuff. I'd got like one or two action figures. Michael Keaton was the man. Like I just like and then from that point on, I remember I watched everything Michael Keaton ever did just purely because of Batman 89. But um, then the animated series just took it to a whole nother level. And. Um, then I then that's when I got back into looking into comic books, and I couldn't I didn't really find any DC or Batman comic books. But what I found was the first comic books I got into were like X Men and Silver Surfer, and I got into Spider Man because I knew I liked the way Spider Man looked. And before I really knew that these were two different companies, and I really got into it. Um, as my my dad. So my dad passed away when I was 11 of cancer, but as he was starting to get sick and have some issues, um, I started looking into the Batman comics and that's what was like really, that really started pushing me further. And um, my first ever real series I got into was the Batman nightfall series where they really introduced Bane, the whole story of breaking Batman, the uh, Bane breaking Batman. And I, that's really what sucked. Uh, sunk the hooks in for me was for Batman. And as the years went on, I started getting more into X-Men, Spider-Man, Batman. And then I started realizing the difference between the two companies. And uh, man, I started, started leaning a little more towards DC and liking all their stuff, but it was like, it just all enthralled me. And mo and what it was really funny. Something I always tell people, like people will say like, why, why do you like Batman? Like there's a stigma against me. Oh God, it's Batman. Everybody likes Batman. He's so popular, but in it's corny and as cheesy as it's going to sound. My dad died when I was 11 years old. And here's a superhero who lost his father and, and, and both of his parents, but it was, it was something little that I attached to. Cause at 11 years old, you look for anything you can find. And that was one of the cool things was like, Oh man, so he doesn't have a parent or any parents and he's grown up and he's done all this stuff. And it was one of the little things, but man, as I got older, I kept reading comics, but like video games always really, really also sunk into me. I, I had an old Atari Superman game. I used to play the hell out of 
it was so stupid and simple and the flying mechanics were horrible, but it was fun. And there was a Spider-Man Atari game. I used to play a lot of, these are all things that just kind of dug into me. And man, when, when the Batman, I, I loved the original Batman movie and the second one, the Batman returns, it was like, and then I started exploring the old 66 stuff and it just blew up. And the older I got, the more fascinated I got. I started looking into all the, the mythos behind Batman and the Joker relationship. And I read Marvel, but it's just the, for everything with DC just sunk in a little more for me. And I just blew up with it. And as I've gotten older and as I've had kids, it got worse. Like, I didn't think it could get worse until I had kids. And then it was, they were just like, you know, like, they were like, hey, what is this? I see you like this. What is this? And I would show it to them. And naturally, they'd you when your kids are around you, they tend to like what you like. But at the same time, I've seen them over the years, especially um, my oldest, like they both have gone through Batman phases because obviously I'm a Batman fan and they see it all the time. But they've find like Austin find my oldest started separating himself. Like he even told me once, like, I don't want you to be mad at me, but I don't like Batman or Superman. And I'm like, I ain't going to be mad at you for that. Like that's, that's who you are. I want you to like what you like. Um, and he's, he separated out to the flash because he really liked the whole speed thing. He's now getting really into Spider-Man. That's partly because of a girl, but you know, even then th- that makes me happy. I'm like, that's cool that this girl has influencing his like, he's always kind of like Spider-Man, but it's really expanded because of her and um, we got to see the advanced screening of shazam that fandango had a couple weeks ago and now my youngest who's always been pure batman is now like oh my god i think shazam is the best superhero ever created and i love it because i'm like i'm like i don't want them to like batman because i like batman i want them to like batman because they they like it and if they don't that's fine and like i introduce them to everything so it's not just dc and it's not just batman they've my son's favorite show my oldest son's favorite show growing up was uh superhero squad have you ever heard of this show yes yes um it kind of looked like a modern take on the old 1960s style wasn't it right well it was very cartoony and like they just in really really cheesy and the voice acting was also really funny the way they would play off each other but it was it was it was basically all Marvel stuff. I mean, it had Captain America, it had Iron Man, it had uh, Silver Surfer, it had the X Men in it. It's like one of my favorite X or my favorite Marvel relationships in the entire everything Marvel is between Spider Man and Wolverine, and they played off of that a lot in Superhero Squad. I really loved it. It was very campy, and they they would fight and do all sorts of things. But so. Man, it, having the kids really just dug in, in more that I loved superhero stuff. And the more, man, the Dark Knight series came out with Christopher Nolan. The Spider-Man movies blew me away. They first announced the Spider-Man movie, and I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. Like, I just really? didn't think it would work. When they first announced it, because... I was all in. Like, I, I was dumb. I, like, I'm head first. <laughs> I oh, I like, wanted hey, to see go. it. I wanted it to see it and I wanted it to work. And I saw the first trailer and I was like, Oh, this is so good. My problem was I had seen the first two Batman movies were great. And then I act like the next two movies don't exist. Okay. All right. All right. I see what you're saying. And, and, and then, and then they like in being in geek stuff. I like the, the super Mario movies were trash. And every time they, they tried doing something with something I liked, on TV or movie, just I was like, man, they can't really do it. So then they started advertising. They were doing this whole thing with Spider-Man, and I'm like, man, I hope this works. I saw the first trailer that they did that they eventually pulled after 9-11 because of the whole thing with him catching the the bad guy's helicopter in between the Twin Towers. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I saw that in theaters before they pulled it, and I remember that was the thing that kind of got me excited. I'm like, they didn't show him, but I was like, okay. That was kind of cool. That was more like a real down-to-earth type look at it. It wasn't cartoony. It wasn't it wasn't Schumacher Batman. So I was like, I was all in for it. And then I was, it was a funny story I always tell people. When I went to go see Spider-Man, I've always been a get-to-movies early kind of guy. And my girlfriend at the time and I was like, we need to be there an hour early. And she's like, why? I'm like, because it's opening night and I just have a feeling. 
And I want a good seat because I love Spider-Man. I am sold on this movie at this point and I want it to be good. She's like, okay, so we get there an hour early and there's two other people in line. And she goes, man, you guys are all crazy. I'm like, I'm telling you 30 minutes later, the line wrapped halfway through the middle of the movie theater out the door and around the side of the building. Cause it was in the biggest theater that my, my movie theater had. And she was like, how is this a thing? How are there this many people here to see Spider-Man? I'm like, you don't understand. There's something about Spider-Man and it's like, he's a big superhero and this is like a really big budget movie and this is going to be awesome. And I just remember sitting through the whole opening credits with the whole spider crawling around and the words flying all over the place. And I just got so hyped just through the opening credits and man, that movie came out and the follow-up movie came out and it was like, it just really sunk me in even more. And I'm like, man, this stuff is just great. I don't know how anybody doesn't like this stuff. I love the X-Men movies and then the dark Knight movies came out and just like, and then the MCU took off and it just rolled. And like, it's just, it's been great for me because like you kind of talked a little bit about, you kind of had to hide that geekdom when you were really little. Right. right. And when my, after my dad died, I kept to myself. I didn't talk to most anybody in middle school. I would go to middle school and I would go home. I wouldn't have friends. I'd play video games. I'd read comic books and that was it. So like, and then I didn't talk to anybody at school. So nobody knew what I was into. And then I started letting it out a little more in high school but I was really weird because I was kind of in this like hick group of guys because I was time really heavy into country music. And it was just one of like the only people that I got along with. And none of them knew any of my geek side. They knew I played video games and that was the most of it. And they were just like, I remember one of my buddies came over to my house one time and goes into my bedroom. And I've got this huge ass Batman poster on the wall next to um, a Spider-Man poster. And, I have like a couple like action figures that were from when I was a little kid sitting on my shelf. And he's like, what is this? You're like 15, 16 years old. I'm like, yeah, this is my life. This is what keeps me going. This is the shit I like. And he saw comic books. I had, I had the original still in package death of Superman edition, like which got destroyed when I was 18 my mom's basement flooded. It was horrible oh, experience. No. I don't want to talk about it, especially now that I'm older and understand the value of shit. I could have had that thing like put in a, a thing where they, you know, where they grade a comic book and yeah. like, the thing was in pristine condition. I was so heartbroken when that got oh, around. But um, yeah, and it's like in my friends kind of changed as I got older and like, I just stopped caring and I'm like, look, this is who I am. This is part of everything. And I, I got lucky. I'm at a, girl who's into the same stuff and it's just it's always been a huge part of me i always joke that video games and comic books were my anti-drug and it was like that's really what it was because my mom was away a lot after my dad died growing up and man if it weren't for comic books and video games who knows what the hell i would have happened with me in my life right like, right right and also honestly that's one of the reasons i'm infatuated with the whole batman joker relationship is because the joker's whole premise is it takes one bad day and batman and joker are two people who had something terribly bad happen to him and one went one one way and one managed to go the other way and they're, they're the yin and the yang and it's like i've always fought that whole i've had every opportunity in my life to go one way and i fought against it and batman and joker one of those reasons is as something i read and looked at as to consequences versus doing things you shouldn't do now i'm not going to put on a mask and go try and beat people up because i'm kind of a chicken shit when it comes to that kind of stuff and i'm not <laughs> that stupid. but like i but i embraced it as i got older and the 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 fact that it's come more popular there's kind of that oh god everybody is into geek stuff but at the same time it's yes more people are into geek stuff i don't have to hide it i can wear my batman shirt and be happy and free well, I think what what it's helped too is is um, for us for us who are our parents who grew up on that, um, you know, it's it's our modern day John Waynes and the like. You yes. think about our grandparents and our parent uh, parents who they had those type of figures, the the John Waynes, um, you know, Rebel Without a Cause and Marilyn Monroe's and, and those type of figures that that were idolized, and thanks to the Tim Burton's and um, Sam Raimi's 
and Christopher Nolan's and uh, Kevin Feige and the MCU like that. That's now our chance to take those stories, those heroes and connect with our kids um, and, and so much more of a much more broader scope to where it's not just uh, good guys, bad guys, cowboys and Native Americans. It is. You look at, and I, and I know we'll get to it in each individual movie, but you look at like things like X-Men 2 and how it dealt a little bit with coming out for teenagers and, and being, a uh, you know, do you, what's normal and, and not normal. And the way that comic book movies, superhero movies have been able to become so much more relatable and instead of just the science fiction, science fantasy uh, storytelling has really made it a lot easier for uh, that that audience to broaden out and relate to those characters so much more. And, and just like you said, and and I think that's what's what's going to make this show so great is is you hear the passion in your voice, and I the, the, it matches the passion within me. And I'm sure that there's a listener right now that they can relate to that passion, that fired upness that that I remember when I remember my first comic, my first superhero trailer, my first sit down, the first time I was on the edge of my seat. I remember watching this movie, that movie, like that's. That's the connection that brings us all together right now. And yeah. that that's what I love. That's why I'm, I'm so looking forward to doing this podcast, because we get to share that connection. We get to talk about it. We get to bring more people on board. And um, and chances are uh, you and I are, have both very strong opinions. <laughs> and <laughs> We're going to have people that disagree with us and people that really hate us. And then also people, too, that are like, yeah, you're right. Finally, right. someone understands. So, so yeah, and, I, I'm and, very, I'm very excited to be on board with this. And there's a good chance we'll disagree with each other. <laughs> oh, yes, uh, let's go. But I will say, I, is there something you you brought something up that I found very interesting because I had a conversation with a friend of mine in, it was way after high school, um, but that was talking to me about um, X Men Two, and it was exactly what you just said, and I was when he told me that he loved X-Men two for the same reason you just said about being able to give him the strength to tell his best friend at the time that he was gay. And I was like, from, from an X-Men movie. I'm like, I must've missed that. And he goes, sit, he's a do me a favor, sit down, go back through and rewatch him. And I, and I did. And it was like, huh, how do I not notice this kind of stuff? And then you start thinking about, about you go back into some a whole bunch of other things and you're like, you know, you everybody associates with only what they what touches them when they think of when they watch any form of media. They don't necessarily think of the alternates to how somebody else can interpret something. And I've had this discussion about books with friends because with, with friends where they've been like, well, I don't think the, well, he definitely didn't mean it that way. I'm like, well, maybe he, he didn't mean it that way. He might've mean it the way I'm interpreting it. He might not even mean it the way you're interpreting it, but that's how I take it. And that's how it touches me. It's like one of the reasons I love music because is as long as in my opinion, as long as one song can affect one person in a positive way, I feel like that song is successful for whatever reason it was done. And it's the same thing. If there's a movie or something else that goes through and, and they find something that just hits them and it helps them become a better person for whatever reason, or gives them the strength to get through something, then you know what? It, it, it reached, it reached the audience it meant to reach, even if it was just that one person. And it's just one of those things I love about all forms of entertainment, really, to be honest with you. Oh yeah, and and that that's what I'm hoping too is that we can maybe shed a light or even introduce people to a different perspective in some of these movies that that may have been overlooked, um, especially whenever you look at how deep some of these movies really get. Um, that that even just a little nuance, maybe even a quick little story arc can quickly be overlooked. So, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm very excited to be doing this, and I uh, believe that uh, you're, you're actually going to help the audience better understand as uh, the, the premise of the show and how the show's going to work moving forward. Yes. So the, the way the show's going to look, we're going to do a couple episodes here and we'll talk about that here in a minute uh, before we actually get to reviewing movies and talk about movies. But so here's, here's the goal of the show. We, we kind of want to, we kind of want to watch and review and rank every freaking comic book movie. I know that sounds absurd, 
there's a shitload of comic book movies. <laughs> and a, there's a shitload of Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Let's just, that alone. There's yeah, I mean, that, that's what I'm pumped up for. I mean, and really, it's it's funny because I talk to people um, about the MCU and people who aren't from very familiar with it. Like, they've heard of Iron Man and Chris Hemsworth and Robert Downey Jr., and they know that they're that it's a big deal. But they don't understand the emotional investment that a lot of us have put into there back in 2008, whenever Iron Man, same sim similar situation. It's like, is this thing going to work? Is Iron Man going to work? Is Robert Downey Jr. going to work? And uh, to, to see 10 years worth of emotional investment going to be wrapped up in three hours and two minutes. Like, I'm not afraid and not ashamed to tell people I'm going to be a 32 year old bawling mess. <laughs> leaving the theater every time I go watch it. And, um, and and so just that alone, you look at the scope of, of how big this project is. Yeah. And, you know, you said something there. So you said every time you go watch it. I saw Spider-Man twice in movie theaters. I think it's the only time leading up to the MCU I had ever watched a movie more than once in a movie theater. Really? It just, it just was. It, it's, it's like, I'm not going to pay for something I've already seen before. Okay. Iron Man. Iron Man comes out and I see, I go watch Iron Man with a couple buddies. I proceeded to see Iron Man in the movie theaters five times because I wanted to catch every freaking Easter egg they put in. I wanted like, it's usually hard for me to really gauge a movie anyways, off of more than or on just one viewing. Cause you have an initial take in of, Whoa. Oh, okay. Now you need to process it. Then you think about it and then you know what's going to happen. Then if you watch it again, then you start catching all the little shit you didn't even think about and the stuff you missed. And it's like, I remember like by the fifth, fourth or fifth time that I saw Iron Man in, in theaters, it was like, I knew where, I knew where Tony or where um, Captain America's shield showed up in the workshop. I remembered, I knew like where all the little stuff that were in those in his workshop, all the references to other locations in the MCU universe. And I was like, this is awesome. Like I was so invested. Like, and what was crazy about that is as a comic book fan, I was like, I couldn't even believe they were starting with Iron Man. I'm like, why? Why like of all the characters the Marvel has, why would you start with this egotistical alcoholic maniac in a suit that isn't even like he's a part of the Avengers, but he's not like I mean, the Avengers is Cap's show. Like, start with Captain America and throw in iron man but man robert downey jr just destroyed as tony stark and they were able to make me care about a character who i've always just thought is a thrown away you know mid-tier character for marvel and they did a great job at it like enough to where i spent that much money to go to the theater that many times so like and, th and that's the other thing with the show and us wanting and me wanting to review these movies a lot of these movies i have opinions on off of one viewing and that's it. I've even watched more than once. Now I can almost guarantee you I've seen every every Batman movie more than once because that's who I am and that's my character. But and I know I've seen all the original Reeves Supermans more than once. But that's because it's been 20, 30 plus years since those have been released. And I have kids and I've shown it to my kids, and those are the really iconic movies to me. But like I don't think I've seen Spider-Man. Oh, I don't even want to admit it exists. I don't think I've seen Spider-Man three more than once. I don't think I've seen Spider-Man two more than twice. And they were back to back. And so like, there's a list of movies that I've, I've gone through the list. Oh shit. There's movie. I've never seen Van Helsing. And I know it's not a huge popular movie, but it's freaking comic book. Movie, and it's a DC movie at that. And I kind of like, why would I not seen Van Helsing? Well, and any reason to see Kate Beckinsale in that type of outfit is more than enough reason for me to go back and watch it about ten times. Right? No, no, I, and I get that. Um, <laughs> I've I've got those movies too. Um, but um, so yeah, so what the the goal is we're going to watch, and I want to gab it for us, obviously for us, not for everybody. Uh, our definitive list of best comic book movies. And the way we're, I want the plan to do it is we're going to have three lists each that will be public for everybody to see. Now, having said this, I'm going to have separate lists on my own 
and maybe Zol might make his own on his own and we might share those. But the three main lists that we're going to do is we're going to have an overall comic book movie ranking where we're going to watch a movie. We're going to review it and talk about the things we liked and didn't like, and then we're going to stick it on a ranking. And if it's just a normal comic book movie, that's not MCU or DCEU, we'll just, we'll rank it. If it's an MCU movie, we'll rank it on an MCU ranking scale and we'll rank it on an overall ranking scale. So with the, 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 the goal here is to have watched every, for example, DCEU and MCU movie and have them ranked individually per their company and then have them ranked together on a master list. But also on that master list, there are going to be movies like Hellboy and Hellboy two, um, the blade Trinity, uh, Van Helsing, um, all these uh, Jonah Hex, like all these random out there movies that don't get a, a and maybe de- deservingly the spotlight they get, but they, they have a place in the rankings of good versus not so good superhero movies. And so we'll have the three lists. I like, and we're going to do this on a website called Letterboxd, and I'll put a I'll put a link when this goes live. There'll be a link in the description on iTunes and everything else, and I'll put a link on the website when it goes up. And there'll be an account that we'll we'll both share, and we'll both have our lists on this. Um, and I I'm going to encourage Zol to create his own separate account. So if you feel like ranking just Batman movies or just Spider Man movies or anything else, you can do that because I already have my own Batman ranking list. I have my own X Men movie ranking list, and so on and so forth. Is that something you'd probably want to do? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that'd be fun, especially as we go along. And uh, for me, like for me, the fun of of this is is especially we've been very spoiled with Christopher Nolan, and especially as of late, the MCU and Thor and Captain America. You know, those two movie, those two characters, I'll just say real quickly here without getting too deep so we can move on. Those were those were two characters I didn't think would take off in the MCU and yet turn around and Ragnarok and Winter Soldier and Civil War turned out to be some of the best in the MCU. Um, and, and so it it to me, this is fun going back and looking at movies that I thought were untouchable and now looking at how bad they've aged compared to um some of some of the work now even if they were in the plans of say something larger or a part of um a grander universe where it just fizzled out uh that this is what's going to be fun is going back and be like yeah i really was hyped for this movie and i really enjoyed watching it but going back and watching it that sucked yes yes and i'll i just we're gonna get into this more in a couple more episodes but i just want to give you just out of curiosity what's your number one mcu movie right now yes <sighs> team up or solo overall it's got to be infinity war without a doubt there's to me there is no other movie that can almost run three hours and make it feel like 90 minutes there's okay. no movie that comes close to that okay solo solo movie Oh, man. And this is where it gets tough because you're starting to see the MCU start because now their character list is so big that they're incorporating, you know, little tag teams and making uh, more appearances here and there. Um, But but true, true solo movies where it is strictly about the character itself. And, And what's funny is I watched this movie the first time and I did not like it. But the more that I've watched it, the more that I've really appreciated what was going on and, and now get the tone of it is uh, Winter Soldier. I think Winter Soldier for me is the best solo uh, solo MCU flick. Okay, so Winter, solo, Winter Soldier for me is my best, soldier, my best solo or my favorite solo. And Infinity War is obviously my best, my favorite team up because, I mean, there's just so many things happening and going on in Infinity War. It's, it's almost untouchable. I always flip flop those two. When people ask me what my favorite MCU movie is, my first instinct is almost to always say Winter Soldier. Then I go, shit, I forgot Infinity War just came out. That was really good. I really liked Infinity War. Those are my top two movies for the MCU. Infinity War is the one that, and people make fun of me still, even to this day, whenever like, oh, what are you going to do this weekend? I'm going to watch Infinity War. Like, I can sit down and I can watch it and still enjoy it 
uh, just as much as the first time. It is, it is that well scripted. The Russo brothers have done that amazing of a job to where every viewing feels like it's the first time because the pacing is so well done that it does not feel like a two hour and 45 minute movie or two hours and whatever minute movie. Right. Yeah. And the Russo brothers are probably my favorite group doing anything in the MCU right now anyways. So, um, yeah, so that that's like, so that's kind of how it's going to work. We're going to watch these movies. So my plan is, and this is kind of what Zola and I have talked about is doing it bi-weekly. So every two, we'll have, we'll watch two movies every two weeks and then we'll come on and we'll talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, and we'll stick it in our rankings. Um, and then also during a show, we'll talk about any news that might've popped up over the two weeks since we recorded. Um, maybe break down or talk about any trailers that happened the like what we thought of the trailer. Um, and I, depending on Zoll's schedule, depending on my schedule, we may do like impromptu just like, maybe there was a huge trailer for like, I don't know, some big movie coming out, like, Holy shit. They just finally dropped the, so let's, here's an example. Say they dropped the Joker trailer during, which I have a, I have a really good feeling. They're going to drop the Joker trailer during and um, in game. Because they have DC hasn't done anything else or talked anything else. There's been very little released on the Joker movie and the Walking Phoenix Joker movie. And I can and I mean it's done. They've they've just do finishing stuff up and editing, and there hasn't even been a trailer. And it's supposed to come out this late summer or early fall. So right. Like like I can see them drop being a trailer. And if they drop the trailer the weekend or the week before infinity where i might be like hey zol you want to get on and talk about the trailer for joker like if we can if we have the time to do that plus infinity war comes out i'm going to want to devote a whole episode or not infinity war Endgame comes out if you're up i want to talk about i want to talk about Endgame. like i'm okay doing like spoiler reviews of stuff after big movies come out yeah i mean i i'm i'm already i think tickets go on sale tomorrow so i say tomorrow but whenever this airs april 2nd like i'm going to go get my advanced screening tickets because there's no way i'm not going uh, there's no way i'm missing the very first screening of it um so yeah i mean as long as people are aware that hey we're we're going to spoil it for you on these episodes right. i've got no problem at all with that there's some so some guys on on online named kind of funny who i really like um greg miller and some other guys when they do reviews of stuff it's i really like their way their method they do it they'll they'll go up and they'll go, okay so this is our review for infinity war for for example we're going to give you our quick non-spoiler review it'll last maybe five minutes we'll talk about the aspects of what we liked about it how we thought it ended stuff like that without giving away anything but then after that five to ten minutes we're gonna go okay now if you don't want to be spoiled turn off the damn podcast and it's done and then tear it apart however you want i'm all up for doing that um and to add to this um are you planning on seeing shazam next this upcoming weekend oh man you know i really want to but it's that for me just because of my situation that i've got going on uh, i'm gonna say that that's probably going to be one that i wait but i will say real quick here um from people whose opinions that i respect i've heard nothing but great things about it okay so i got fandango did an early screening thing where they you they sold tickets and i took my entire family to go see it last weekend not this past weekend we just had but end of somewhere the second last weekend of march my child my youngest is like all about shazam now and i remember going before we left i now do you are you familiar with shazam at all as a character not very much i i think the only thing that i knew is that there was the dc marvel war over the name back back when but that's that's about as far Okay, so I've I've read several Shazam comics. I've seen him in several movies. I know his lore. I know his history, and like there were like several aspects where I looked at my son, my youngest, loved the whole kid turning into an, a superhero thing. Like he was like, I think that's one of the things that got him. And I told Monica, my wife Monica, I said, "There's about three things in the mythos to Shazam that I know that if they happen in this movie." Logan, my youngest, is going to lose his shit, and he's going to like just go all in on Shazam. And they did. <laughs> they did all three of those damn things in this movie. And when that movie ended, he was standing up in the aisles saying, "This is the best movie ever." And I was like, first of all, I was blown away they did it, and I was like, "Oh my god, they did all three of those things! I can't believe they did those things." And it was a great movie. I highly, if you have, especially if you have your kids, there's like one or two dark 
kind of scary spots. Um, David Sandberg does have a horror background. He directed Annabelle. Um, he has some history there with horror. And there's a couple intense, scary-ish scenes, but my my six-year-old who can freak, get freaked out pretty easy handled them fairly well. But other than that, this is a very fun family movie, and I highly suggest everybody go see it. But I was going to say, if you saw it, if you wanted to talk and do a review, we could, but it's no big deal, and I get that. When you get to it, we can talk about it. And it might just be once we get to the reviewing stuff part two, that's fine. But yeah, when big movies come out and big trailers, if you want to sit down and it's like, hey, I've got X amount of time tonight, you want to talk about it? That might be something we do. It just depends on our schedule and what's going on. Yeah, so yeah, I'm all in on that. Um, so we kind of talked about it a little bit. I need to we want to move this along a little bit. What so what is your goal? What is what what is your big goal for doing this? Like, what is your big what's pushing you to want to do this? Other than what we talked about, you were passionate about it. Uh, yeah, I just like listen to myself talk for as long as possible. <laughs> No, 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 seriously. <laughs> no, honestly, what, what I want to do out of this is I want people to be able to have a conversation um, about where where we are. Because I, th- I think, and I want it to be a passionate, civil conversation. Because one of the things that I, and, and I'm not to say that, you know, oh, you know, gentleman pinky up, uh, hoity-toity type thing. But, but I mean, we're, we're in such an age of, charge debate in so many different arenas that everyone's got to be right that we've lost how to have conversations for the sake of having a conversation not for the sake not for the converse, uh, sake of of being right or wrong um but we've lost lost of just let's talk about it and if, and even at the end of the day we disagree we're still going to be friends. We're going to, we're going to move on and, uh, and we'll keep going. So I want people, you know, what I'm, what I'm hoping is, is taking this passion, uh, that I share with so many people out there that I know that there's probably people out there that I didn't know I shared the passion with and let's have that conversation. Let's have some fun. You know, if you think I'm the world's biggest idiot on Superman, you're probably right, but we're going to have fun doing it. (laughs) And, and that that's what it's for that and like i said for for me i want this to be fun i want the listener to to be able to sit there and say yeah you know what i never like you said with the x-men thing you didn't realize that i I, that's what i want to be able to dig out and maybe uh in the comments or a listener says hey you know did you realize this was going on in this movie or did you did you catch the undertone of this you know let's have those conversations let's catch something that um we missed i not like i said i don't want to sit here and listen to myself talk um there's probably a good chance the reason i'm going through what i'm going through is because i talked way too much (laughs) we're men what we do we talk too much (laughs) (laughs) i want to hear from others i want to be able to um uh let's get a conversation going a fun filled one a fun charged conversation where that passion comes out but yet at the end of the day um, we all have maybe a better point of view of it and are still friends. I totally love that. And I totally agree with everything you just said. It, it's being able to talk like, and you, you see, you, you saw this, I think recently with me, cause we kind of have a little bit of discussion. I, I am very passionate about the fact that I love the movie Batman versus Superman. And, um, for some reason, anything involving Jack, Zack Snyder's tends to stir up dust with people. And I can't ever seem to have a conversation about anything Zack Snyder does without it just devolving into, someone just insulting like and not criticizing a movie the lighting they use through the whole movie the colors these are things these are these are ways you criticize a movie and and you talk about maybe like maybe a plot hole or something but like it always turns into just name calling of and using using when you criticize something the phrases like garbage and shit and stupid that's not criticizing that's tearing something apart for the sake of tearing something apart. Like talking about things you don't like that's criticized, like, like aspects of how something was done or the way they did it and why you did or didn't like, that's the kind of the discussion that I think needs to be more prevalent. And I'm not just talking about superhero movies. I'm talking about all forms of criticism of all forms of media. I think uh, there's a lot of, but considered bad movies that I think aren't really that bad 
um, that are entertainment. Like I'm not going to go out and say that no offense to people who like transformers, that the transform movies are great movies, but I'm not going to say they're horrible. They're just, for me, they don't do much And the same with there's, there's nothing that the expendable movies offer other than great explosions, great fight scenes and great one liners. Well, I mean, they're, no- they're big giant freaking robots blowing stuff up. I right. don't for, for two and a half hours and for nine dollars, that's all I want. I don't I don't want a cinematic masterpiece. If I wanted to go watch that, I'd go watch Wally for the twentieth time. I want right. to watch big big ass robots blow up stupid buildings, and if I'm lucky, maybe squish a human or two out of the whole ordeal. Right. Shout out to Wally. God, I love the movie. Um, so, <laughs> um, so yeah, and and you know, it's also just get delve back into movies. Like I said, there's movies I haven't seen in forever that I want to, I want to get reacquainted with. Also, my kids are going to watch, at least my oldest plans on watching almost every movie with me. And that's, that's some bonding time for me with him and the the youngest might do it too. But like, find remember reminding myself why I love these things and, and like acquainting myself with the ones like I was, like I said, I was surprised. I saw there's a list of movies, like movies I haven't seen. Like how the hell have I not seen this movie? Um, like that's my goal, and to have the nice talk about it, and to meet other people that and have, and have actual discussions about the things they do and don't like, and what it means to each people. Because there are movies that mean good things to me for certain reasons that nobody else cares about. Because it, or most people don't care about it. Don't listen, but maybe there's somebody else where if I bring it up and talk about it, somebody goes, "Oh my God, there's somebody else who feels this way." Yes, this is my opinion, and this is why. Um, that's really what I'm looking forward to to this. And just, man, I like talking to people about things that interest me and I don't, not a lot of people that I am around all the time are into a lot of the things that I am interested in. And I want to create an audience and a community of people that I can talk to. And I know you are one of those people, Zol, and I would love for more people to be added to that of just, just have a discussion about this stuff. I'm, like I said, this is this is going to be a lot of fun, and um, I, mean, I know that this we haven't really delved too much into it, but just more or less just pouring the the concrete down on the foundation of this. But uh, I, I'm I'm very excited for this. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I, I know that there's a ton ton of people or a ton of podcasts already out there uh, covering what we're going to attempt to do in, in various ways. Um, so I get that. I mean, we're we're not reinventing the wheel here by any stretch of the imagination. But what what that's and that's why for me, I want us to start a conversation because that's what I feel is I don't want to just be two talking heads jabbering back and forth, but I want that that person who's listening to feel like they're the, the co-host along with us, that they are engaged, that they can reach out and slide into the DMs and be like, wow, you're an idiot. And then we can have a conversation <laughs> about that. Yeah. Tell me why I'm an idiot. And then I'll tell you why I don't think I am, but let's talk about it. Exactly. Exactly. So I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. And any reason for me to sit down and watch a Marvel DC um, superhero movie is good enough reason for me oh i have to do that this week darn that's kind of my take on it too <laughs> yeah. um, but, uh yes yeah, so uh in the dating profile must be willing to watch superhero movies for a side project yes yes i like that um and plus i think there's some movies i don't think even my wife's seen that i want i want to show her um so just <laughs> just so that um not those kind of movies um just so that everybody is aware of so where we're at now um we're going to do we're going to do a couple episodes before we actually get to any movie reviews um this obviously is, is this this episode is all about telling everybody who we are and what the goal is and where we're at um so, but I'll, I'll go I'll do a quick little layout for our, our roadmap for leading up to our first set of reviews, which we haven't decided what our first two movies are. And I think we'll figure that over that out over the next two or three weeks. But um, next week, I want to talk about what our most anticipated movies are for this year for, for comic book movies. And I'm pretty sure we both have the same number one movie. And I'm oh, sure it comes out, it comes out at the end of this month. Uh, <laughs> the um, which I have a great story about that for the last five years. So my wife and I got married on April 29th. We have spent every anniversary for the last five years going to a large tentpole comic book movie on our anniversary. Nice. We have hit every Avengers movie we've seen on our anniversary and every there was some some, there have been other movie uh, superhero movies, but that's how we've been spending our anniversaries. And like when they announced at the end of Infinity War, 
she said to me, when's, when's Endgame come, or like, would the next one come out? And I said, I think this same probably weekend next year. And she was like, yes. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> like, I'm glad we're on the board of just continuing this trend. Um, but we're going to talk about our, our most anticipated movies uh, of all the superhero movies. Plus, we'll talk about a couple of the ones that have already come out this year. Um, that'll be next week. The week after, we're going to have our Marvel episode where I would, I'm my, I already have my list of movies, uh, my my Marvel ranking list. Um, I'm hoping Zol has his already, like as a list currently. Um, I got to refine it. I, I I did start it and then I got distracted and then I started it and then my kids uh, they spilled it all the uh, cereal all over it. So I got to like restart it again, which is so I'm basically I'm coming up with a BS excuse. <laughs> no, you're good, man. Um, I'll be honest. I have so the only two MCU movies I currently haven't seen are Ant Man and Wasp, which are on Netflix, and I plan on rectifying. Oh my them. gosh, that's I know. No, I, I'm looking at no looking at the uh, in game trailers. I think you have to see it. You, but in order for Endgame to make sense, you have to, have to, have to watch it. Yeah, and I want to. And one of the one of my unpopular opinions is the fact that I think the original Ant Man movie was highly underrated. It was for me near a top ten MCU movie before everything really started going. Without a doubt, yes, agreed. I, I waited five years too late to watch it. It was that good. Yeah, it was. It's actually a funny story with you and me with that. I had pre-press screenings to go see that movie, and I had put out on Twitter who wanted to go see it with me, and there were two people that replied to me. It was you and somebody else, and then both of you realized you had to be in Kansas City, and neither one of you lived in Kansas City, and I, <laughs> I was like, well, shit. I guess I'm just not going to go. And my wife got on me. She was like, haven't you been wanting an Ant-Man movie for forever? I was like, I have. I've wanted an Edgar Wright directed Ant-Man movie. I'm not getting that, but it's still an Ant-Man movie. And it's Paul Rudd and two Kansas city area guys here. I think we probably both had the same man crush on Paul Rudd. I would assume. Actually, funny story is that um, I actually met Paul Rudd at the um, big slick a few years ago. I was covering the Royals for, my then uh, employer. And so we had press passes and we're getting ready to go up to the press box and him and his family came walking by and I held the door open for him. Very friendly guy. Just explain. I say I met him, but more like we, we explained pleasantries and that was that, but super nice guy. Um, You know, he let us, I, I can't talk enough. I mean, he, I nodded at him and he smiled. I didn't want to make a big scene of it, but uh, I mean, you saw him the way he was interacting there on the field at Kauffman Stadium and the like, and him just having fun around that environment. He 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 ate it up, and um, I think you know, he, for me, I became a Paul Rudd fan more that day. Yeah. So I. Uh, so yeah. So I I really wanted to see it, but then I didn't go, and my wife got really mad at me. She's like, "You should have gone," and I was like, "Yeah, whatever. I'll see it when it comes out on DVD." And then when it came out on Blu-ray. And I got it, I think, out of Redbox, and we watched it. And I was so pissed at myself. I was like, I would have loved to have seen this in theaters. I'm a moron. I should have just gone by myself. But I have this weird phobia about going to movies by myself. Um, I went and saw Ready Player One by myself. It was the first movie I saw by myself and I want to say, 20 years. And it was still felt awkward. I enjoyed it, but it just feels awkward to me for some reason. Because I think right. movie going, for me, movie going experiences are something you share. Like if you sit with somebody and like look at a, a buddy or somebody you're with and go, oh, that was awesome or stuff like that. Or then when, as soon as it's done, just have that conversation. So basically what you're saying is that this is a opportunity for me to drop out there that if there is anyone that would like to go as my plus one to end game, um, I'm currently taking reservations right now. I mean, that, that's oh. even open up to you, man. Well, I can't. I have to see it with my wife first. And you're gonna, you're gonna. I'm just your side, gonna, side boo thing. The, for movies. At, at the moment, at the moment, um, <laughs> if it wasn't, if it, if it wasn't my anniversary weekend and it's something we did, I'd have been like, okay, I'll drive. How far are you from me? Like what, three hours? <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, like ninety minutes. Where or where are you at now? I'm in Chanute, but Chanute's not that far away from KC. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll keep that in mind then. Um, and vice versa, if I come up with. I think I just turned off my headphones. Say something. Mic test one, two. Yep. Live live radio, everybody. Hold on a second. <laughs> We're already off. This, is, this is a great, fantastic start. There it is. It is perfect. And next time, these things are going to be plugged in and not going wireless. Um, and then, and if I come up with some tickets for something, maybe I'll give you a call and say, hey, you want to drive the 90 minutes? Um, 
<laughs> but um, reminds me of that uh, of the um, that commercial. Who is he or who is she? Jake from State Farm. Oh yes. <laughs> well, Jake sounds, she sounds hideous. hideous. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I do love that movie or that, that movie, that, that commercial. Um, so anyway, so three weeks, we're going to do our Marvel episodes. We're going to talk about where um, we're gonna also, we're going to tell you how we're going to review Marvel because Marvel, the MCU is going to be a tricky thing with in game coming out and us wanting to review it. Um, so we'll lay out how we'll do the reviewing for the MCU movies. Um, we'll also talk about our, our pre end game pre show um, rankings for the Marvel universe. And then, um, the week after that, we're going to do our DC episode where we do the same thing, but we talk about where we are with the DC EU and how we have those currently ranked. And then my goal is on the fifth episode, we do our first two reviews. Um, just throw that out there a little bit. What are some movie ideas you want to do for the first couple movies? Do you have any that you'd like? No, I mean, um, let's just let, I mean, to me, I think the, the, I mean, obviously we got to plan this thing out, but little spontaneity goes a long way. Right. Um, yeah. See, I've like, obviously I have movies that are a little closer to me that I want to suggest, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. There's a lot going on out there. Like it, I will say, I will tell you the first two movies we review probably will not be an MCU movie because of how we're going to handle the MCU. Yeah. So agreed. just keep that in mind. Um, it'll be a couple weeks before we get to reviewing MCU movies, but we'll talk about that in about three weeks. So um, that's, yeah, that's kind of it. Um, I did want to ask you a question real quick because I don't want it to go on and me forget about it. You've yes, seen I like Batman. the big spoon. Have you? <laughs> Damn it! Um, I kind of like being the big spoon. What uh, Captain Marvel? Have you seen it? I did. You know, um, I enjoyed it. It's a terrific origin movie. I think, and I want to be careful saying this because I don't want to sound misogynist or toxic masculinity. Um, because I loved Wonder Woman. Like, I really, really loved wonder woman like that's a movie i can sit down and watch but for me captain marvel like i watched it once and i'm okay with it i i it's not a must own for me um i don't know i i i haven't taken my girls to go watch it yet so um you know i kind of see how they how they feel off of it i do like the tones about um you know knowing what your power is within and not once you break free of your chains or the people that are holding you back uh, go into your full potential I thought that Brie Larson did a phenomenal job in in there. Um, um, Talos, I can't think of the actor's name in there, but he's he's fantastic in it as well. Samuel L. Jackson and the aging process that they do with that is phenomenal. For people like you and me who grew up in that era in the 90s, it was a great throwback with, with the soundtrack and the um, little nods here and there. I mean, it was a fun movie. Don't Don't get me wrong. I don't think it's as good as Wonder Woman. If you if we want to compare uh, female superhero origin movies, um, but it it's good. And I mean, if it comes up on Netflix or if my kids want to watch it, I'd probably sit down. But it's definitely not going to be one that I sit here at my apartment thinking, okay, well, I've seen uh, Infinity War for the twentieth time today. Let's change it up. It's not going to be the first one that comes up to mind. So it's definitely worth the price of admission. Um, I I'd say this though. If let's say money's tight and time's tight and you you still haven't seen it, do you need to watch it for Endgame? No, I, I don't think you really need to. I think you, like I said, you you need to watch Ant Man and Wasp more than you do Captain Marvel uh, heading into Endgame. But I, I liked it. I, I don't want to sound like I'm I'm crapping all over it. It's just for me. Um, it I I got what I needed. It'll be interesting to see because she's very powerful now. So it's like okay, well Thanos, you're screwed. It'll be interesting to see how if they depower her to a look to be a bit more mortal to to where she is vulnerable. That to me will be interesting. Or if they just leave her, say, okay, well, here's the super strong being, but something came up and now they got to take her away. Um, I don't think she's gonna. I know that they say she plays a big role in Endgame. I'm wondering now how big of a role it, it's going to be because. Um, because if based on the power level that they established her in Captain Marvel, I mean, there's in game should end in about five minutes. <laughs> gotcha. And instead, you mean instead of three hours? Are you okay yeah, with exactly. the three? Are you are you good with the three hour runtime? 
I love it. I love it. And it's go back to what we were saying is that this is 10 years. We're wrapping up a 10 year arc. To me, if it was even two hours and 59 minutes, it would be an injustice. I I think um, I, I trust the Russo brothers now to where if to with their pacing in the movies that they've had their hands in, in the MCU, that if, if they say three hours and two minutes is enough, for the pacing and to tell the story that they want to tell. I'm they have enough equity in me that I'm buying it and I'll and I'm all in on it. So I am perfectly okay with it. Um because like I said with with Infinity War, whenever the movie ended, not only because of the way that it ended, but to me it did not feel like over two hours and 30 minutes. It just it flew by way too quick. The pacing was perfect. So I'm going to be, I'm very intrigued to see how they do with this three hour and two minute mark. It'll be the longest superhero comic book movie. But to me, whenever you're wrapping up 10 years worth of storytelling, three hours is the benchmark. Yeah. And I'll, I'll be uh, exactly what you just said. Like I never once got bored during infinity war. I was just there. I was along for the ride. I was like, I'm just sitting there. And then it was, it got to the end and you knew the end was coming and just got a little more invested and it just happened. And it was like, I never felt like I sat through a really long movie at all. And it was really funny. I think when you get these kind of bigger movies like that, I think, you know, I'm sure studios, I'm sure a lot of it has to do with money and like they want to be able to get it in as many theaters as they can to make as much money as they can. So they want to try to keep the time at X amount. So like you know, we, if it's two hours, they're going to get more theaters in a day showing the movie and they're going to make more money in that weekend. But like, I think what they need, you know, when you have really huge, passionate fan bases, make the movie three hours ain't nobody gonna give a shit they're still gonna go see it and like i remember like when they first announced they were doing the justice league movie <clears throat> i was the, a lot of conversation was brought up was how long is too long for the justice league movie and people were going i know most people i know were going make it three hours i'm okay yeah. with it and the first avengers movie i was like surely it's gonna be three hours you can't tell an avengers story in two two hours um and i'll be honest one of my big my my big hangups with the Justice League movie was in all the midst of all the re-editing they did, they cut the thing down to just under two hours and it really it really hurt that movie. Oh, it um, killed it. Absolutely. All, killed it. But like I said, well, I mean and we'll talk we'll talk more about that. Right. But like like you need to trust that your fan base is gonna go see whatever you need to put out there for it to be a good movie and not overthink it. And if you're telling me that in game's gonna be three hours with or without an intermission okay, I don't need an intermission. I'll do all my bathroom business beforehand. I'll space out my drink. I'll be okay. <laughs> you know, like I can do this. So, and even, and even I know people would probably, I have a, I'm sure I can think at least one friend that would be like, oh, dude, I'll wear it depends. Oh, yeah, I got to get up. I'll sit there and watch the whole damn movie. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm, I'm all in on that. I'll, I'll real quick here. I'll never forget. Uh, this is how bad, this is how bad I am at a relationship. This is how self-centered I, I am or was. I, we, I was with, I was dating someone at the time we were watching um, star Wars episode three. And with as long as that was, gosh, I can't believe I'm actually going to publicly admit this. I guess we'll see how many people are going to listen. <laughs> I actually, uh, Gosh, again, I look back on this and it's cringes. I'm cringing just even telling this. I made my girlfriend get up and go wait in line so we could get good seats whenever the next showing came up because we got back to back seats or showings for that. And so I had her get up uh, like nor towards the end of episode three. <laughs> so get her line. Gosh, uh, oh, that's I'm, good. I'm a jerk. I am a jerk. Oh, uh, but did she do it and did she complain? No, she didn't. No, she was. She was. See? She was actually a really, really big trooper. I think she wanted to get up anyways to because she had to go to the bathroom and start stretching her legs anyways. And and we knew we were going to go watch it back to back anyways. So, see, I but see that's the thing. If you can get somebody that will do those kind of things with you, then yeah. Let, let's just say yeah. I, I did make it up to her. I, got, I gave her the extra long back massage that night. <laughs> Very. Okay, so. <laughs> Um, iTunes is gonna right. get a hold of this and be like, okay, we're gonna uh, rate this NC seventeen. Well, I'll um, 
I'm already going to mark it E for explicit because I, and I should, I should probably get this out too. I have a really hard time not cussing. Um, I've managed to do it, not do it around my children as much. The older they've gotten, the harder that's gotten. So I know I'm going to use some language that I probably shouldn't. And I apologize in advance for that. So uh, <laughs> um, also uh, well, something, one thing I want to throw out there real quick. I'm not going to purposely try and make every episode we do an hour long. I know that's like a normal length for these things uh, for podcasts in general, but it, as a whole, um, as a whole, I just want to do at least 30 minutes and we'll get that going. And I think we'll be good on that. So absolutely, absolutely. This, this one was obviously a little bit longer. So, but um, I'm going to wrap that up for now. So next week we're going to talk about, what did I say? We're going to talk about uh, our most anticipated movies for the year. We'll yep. also talk about any, um, any new trailers or anything that comes out, any news that pops between now and the next recording. Um, WrestleMania weekend too. So I'm pumped for that. Oh, next weekend is WrestleMania. Thank you for reminding me about that. Let's go. I just met Mick Foley over the weekend and Ray Mysterio. So I'm, I'm really jazzed in the wrestling and you were at the same convention. So I assume you met them too early, saw them. No, no, not this year, but uh, I, I wish I would have sting sting was sting. Ric Flair are the two that I've met. And then Trish Stratus, Ric Flair. He's every bit of a showman. I loved, I loved meeting Rick. Rick was awesome. I would imagine. Um, so yeah, so the next episode we're gonna talk about our most our most anticipated movies for the year, and um, we'll we'll do some more about then. And also, we'll talk to you about. Um, I'm gonna try and put together an, a show opening using really big popular quotes from movies. I'm gonna I'm gonna create a Marvel centric one, a DC centric one, and then a combined one. So if you listen to this, throw me ideas. Um, reach out to me uh, real quick on social media. Um, you can reach me at um at psa prez or at um no just at psa prez on twitter um on instagram at pnc network i'm getting we're gonna i'll have a, a twitter profile up by the time this post it'll be attached to everything um zol not really on talkable social media at the moment are you are you not i might have lost zol his i know his battery was going low i'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up um so yes we will talk to you next week um thanks for joining us for our first episode and until then keep watching superhero movies